listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. Huh? 100.7 KSLX. Aerosmith's Love in an Elevator video. It's been viewed a lot on YouTube, but it hasn't been viewed one billion times on YouTube. Right. That which, which, by the way, that that William, not William Hung, uh, the size uh, song, the yeah, Gangnam Style, Gangnam Style was that, was one of the first videos to actually hit a billion, I think. The yes, it was. Now, the one we were talking about, a classic rock video that just passed one billion views on YouTube, is Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. It's the it's the only video made before the '90s that has hit that mark. So all the old classic rock video stuff is has not hit a billion yet. That's a that's a major milestone. However. On their website, Queen says that the video is, quote, generally recognized as the first ever promotional music video. They're saying that about the video for Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, that is categorically false. There's no way that's true. Yes, you could ask yourself, is it true? Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You are wrong. Yeah, no, that that's not true. I mean, Elvis Presley made made uh, promotional videos. Yeah, uh, the Beatles. I mean, Jesus, that they they were the first sort of video band. I, I remember the listen, Monkees. Yeah, the Monkees too. Uh, but I remember uh, specifically. Strawberry Fields Forever. There's right. a video for that. Right. I mean, it's it's terrible. It doesn't make a lot of sense. They're they're, they're in a, in the middle of a field with an old dying tree and a and a and a piano that looks like it's seen better days. But they're walking backwards towards the piano. They're coming out from behind the piano. There's a lot of jump cuts. There's that. There's a a video for Paperback Rider, which is right. terrible. You yep. know, they're they're barely lip syncing on time, and the instrumentation doesn't match up. But those are videos that the Beatles did because at a certain point they either didn't want to. Or didn't have time to appear on shows like American Bandstand or Ed Sullivan or things like that. I believe this song happened before Bohemian Rhapsody, and this was a video. Is this Money Money? Yeah. It's Tommy, Tommy James, James. And, and Tommy James and the Shondells are, are standing in front of a screen with just a camera on them performing. Yeah. And it's not and they're not they're it's not, not it's not a live show like on the Ed Sullivan show or something yeah. like that. We're it's not talking about they're lip syncing to their song. We're not talking about appearing on shows like uh, the Midnight Special or no. uh, American Bandstand, Top of the Pops, things like no. that. No. But when they would actually package a they would record in a sound studio or outside somewhere a video like you do with a regular video, and that's what they they would send two shows because they didn't have time to appear on them. Didn't Ricky Nelson do videos on Ozzy and Harriet? Didn't weren't they at the end yeah. of Ozzy and Harriet? Didn't they show yeah, Ricky so. Nelson sitting there with a with an acoustic guitar in front of a screen just playing a song? I don't know the answer to that question, but suffice to say that is a false claim by Queen. The truth is impressive enough. Right, you've reached a billion views. Why lie about it? Yeah, I, I mean, and, and again, this goes back to, and we've we've talked about this before. The legend of Queen exceeds the reality of Queen, um, but the legend, the reality of Queen, is super impressive. Yeah, like there's no, there's no need for them to make that yeah. up. There's there's no way that is absolutely a falsehood that uh, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody is the first promotional musical video. It's not true. <laughs> No politics. It's a circus sideshow, is what but it is. We're just uh, we were just uh, in, uh, there's a monitor on in the studio here, and Robert Mueller, the former FBI guy who did yeah. the did the whole Russia investigation, is yeah. testifying before Congress this morning. But we were looking at him, 
And if they ever make a movie out of this... It's easy. The casting is easy. In fact, I bet this actor is sitting in his office right now just looking... Get my agent on the phone and add a zero to the number when they call me because I'm going to be called for the movie version of this story. Yes, he would. He, he looks like Robert Mueller. It's James Cromwell. Who you know as... Uh, he was in the Green Mile. He was the warden in the Green Mile. Yeah, he, He's an authority figure in uh, in pretty much every movie he's ever been in. You remember the sum of all fears? He was the president He was the president that. now, yes. And uh, if, you, if you had kids like in the early 90s like young kids you probably watched the movie babe you know yeah. the talking pig yeah he was farmer hoggett yeah he was he, the guy who said that'll do pig that'll yeah do. well he, and then the interesting thing about that is i mean seriously and and, and we don't care i mean look the, the politics of this thing aside um but the visuals and even here's the surprising part even the audio Their part voice. of this thing because if you look at at uh, robert Mueller, you see james cromwell brought to real life, like a real-life version of him. Then you listen to Mueller speak. It was in the public interest for our investigation to be complete, but not to last a day longer than was necessary. <laughs> that, 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 that sounds like, like James, James Cromwell. Cromwell. And, yeah. if you, and if you're ever wondering, well, does it? Like it or not, the wife of the governor of this state has only one nephew, and his name happens to be Percy Whitmore. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, he sounds exactly like him. That's from the Green Mile, and he's affecting the Southern accent. But, but um, that's, that's insane. Because he was also Stretch Cunningham way back in yeah. all all in the family. He was Archie Bunker's buddy on the loading dock. So. That is, uh, that is. I mean, it is eerie yeah. how much they look alike. And I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like, if I were going to, uh, if there were an actor in Hollywood that I would want to be president, it would be James Cromwell because I, everything I've seen him in, yeah. he's infinitely likable. He's wise beyond any possible uh, qualifications for any job that you give him to. I mean, he's he's basically the perfect actor. Uh, to be a government official because he looks yes. the he looks the part he fits the suit absolutely yeah <laughs> it's it's the word would be uncanny it's I unbelievable yeah. yeah he's All so right. good well now who are the people in your neighborhood the people that you meet each day. This is that time of the week where we just sort of we try to bring the community together a little bit and and introduce you to some people in your neighborhood that you may or may not have officially been introduced to before, but you still have to give them some sort of a way to identify them, which is why it's time for a Mark and Neanderthal neighborhood nickname. Yes, especially with the trailer for the Mr. Rogers movie coming out with yes. Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. That, that's out now. The trailer, anyway. Yep. But we're trying to bring people together today. So if you've got a neighborhood nickname, feel free to give us a call. So this gentleman we met the other day. This is actually the nickname his neighborhood gave to him. Robert, I live in Tempe, Arizona. My neighbors give me a nickname because we got a place outside where dogs, a lot of dogs pass by and they crap, so they call me the Wow. Because they don't do that no more because I get in arguments so they can pick up their crap because I got five chihuahuas. I pick up my crap, so they better pick up their crap. So, yeah, they gave me the, the nickname of the cop. All right. <laughs> it was like when I first moved there, my neighbor told me, says, you used to be like a minefield down there, bro. You be a minefield. And they call you the sh- cop. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Off- Officer Poopy. Yep. Battling dog poop wherever it may be found. Nice. Good job. All right. A- another neighborhood nickname. What do you got for us? Uh, he's, he, we call him Fake Ass Bear Grills. Fake Ass Bear Grills. <laughs> why, why is that? Yeah. Uh, well, he's a uh, he, he's an adventure guide by trade, and he's kind of a douche. So, uh, you know, I, I thought it was perfect fit. Well, well nice. he, I mean, Bear Grylls actually is an adventure guide. Is this guy? Is he like a glamper? And he says that he's like an outdoorsman. 
uh, he he takes rich people on glorified adventure trips. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> Fake ass bear. Fake grills. ass bear grills. I like that one a lot. I do. I kind of like it too. Very nice. Bear grills is not the guy who wears the pigtails, is he? I don't. No, think he that, wears no. he wears like a safari hat. I yeah, think the bear grills. He's for real. He's the guy that goes off in the wilderness with like nothing more than uh, a nail clipper. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and can bring down a grizzly with it. And he's able to cook his meals on that nail clipper. Yeah, he does. Unbelievable. Yeah, he, yeah, he, can, he can build fire from a sneaker. So, I don't know how it happens. <laughs> there you go. There's some neighborhood nicknames. If you've got more of them, by all means, we we, we compile them through the week. 480-470-KSLX. You can also email them to mark at kslx.com or neanderpaul at kslx.com. Well, now, who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. Neanderthal. Yeah. Uh, people are, are uh, this is a busy neighborhood nickname day. Yeah, I like people it. People are, are signing up, throwing them in here. Which, you know what? As opposed to paying attention to what's going on uh, on Capitol Hill today, I would rather be talking about neighborhood nicknames. Absolutely. Yeah. It's those people in your neighborhood. You don't know them. But you see them around walking, doing their thing, right. and they're they're so unusual, you give them a nickname to amuse yourself or your sure. significant other. So yeah. Phone number is 480-470-KSLX. All right, Kathy. Well, I have a gentleman that lives behind me that um, I call Midnight Auto Supply. Uh, and why is this? <laughs> well, he, has, he works out late at night, not always in the summertime, all times of the year, and he has a lot of lights. And he does a lot of welding and grinding and shopping and... I don't ask a lot of questions. Probably smart. Maybe better. Yeah, probably, no, it's funny probably how smart. People get very freaked out by neighbors who do stuff that's normally reserved for the daytime when they do it at night. Like we've had people call about nighttime barbecues, like 10, 11 o'clock at right, night. Yeah. No, um, I, and I, you know, that I, I, I was guilty of that at some point. I've done that where I've come back from like a bar night and like, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like gr- to have a grill like burger. Grill burger. Yeah. That'd be, you know, because I'm, I might be, have been overserved. <laughs> um, I, you know, when I was living back in Boston, we used to work on my motorcycle, and by we, I mean me and my buddy Donnie, um, and the neighborhood christened us after midnight cycles, because we had, the, yeah. the garage door was wide open, and yep. we'd be working on something, you'd hear the, you know, the ratchet going, we tried not to use any power tools after like 9 o'clock at night, but we would be up at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, like, hey man, let's put a new air filter in the bike, alright, cool, you know. It, it, well, it reminds me, out my back door, my backyard, there's then, you know, we got the concrete wall, right, got yeah. the block wall, and then there's a street that runs behind it, it's like a it's, it's like the half mile street. It cuts right. the neighborhood in half, sure, basically. Yeah. Right. On the other side of that street, there's a guy who definitely has a shop of some sort on his property. Because I can I can see the light over the block wall, and it, you know maybe once twice a week I'll hear you know this grinding of some sort going on. It's usually nine nine thirty at night. It's not bothersome, but it always makes you think: Is there a body that's being cut <laughs> into smaller pieces? It's yeah. just one of the because it's, it's at it's night. Got a good fellas feel to yeah, it. Yeah, because it's because it's bit. happening at night, so no. you're always suspicious. Let's uh, point out some people's exemplary behavior. Yeah, by some people I mean you know who you are. You're the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Yeah. By the way, same time tomorrow we'll give you the dumbass of the day, and tomorrow you'll find out that the badge doesn't get you out of everything. Alrighty then. 
Today is sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports. You'll find them at RideNow.com. And by the way, it's Bill Davidson's birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday to Bill Davidson. You're now the unofficial dumbass of the birthday. (laughs) So here's our dumbass. It's 32-year-old Whitney Jeffries. She does not like to be kept waiting, okay? then, yeah, she's impatient. Women happen to be impatient. She lives in Georgia, and she was in Clayton County Court a week ago Monday. That's a lot of alliteration. Well done. She was waiting for her case to be called and was getting kind of restless about how long it was taking. Even the judge, Michael Garrett, noticed how impatient and restless Whitney seemed. Why did you name the judge? I'm foreshadowing something there? Well, here's what goes on. At one point, Whitney went into a hallway outside the courtroom Mm -hmm. and recorded a video of herself holding a firecracker that she had snuck into the courtroom. By the way, how do you do that? That's an explosive going past the screen. That might be illegal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's illegal for sure. Ah. And in the video, uh, she threatened to blow the whole place up if they didn't call her case soon. That's a terrorist threat is what that is, threatening to blow up a federal building. Yep. So later in the day, or at least a county building. Yeah. Later in the day, the judge played a hunch, went online, and sure enough, found a video of that girl from his courtroom earlier, Whitney. Whitney Jeffries threatening to blow up the county courthouse. Now, here, that, that's a crime. <clears throat> yes, but she is entitled to due process, so they can't really do anything right there on the spot. She has to go through another trial, I think. Yeah, well, and you know what they have to do before the trial is arrest her. Oh, no. So, yeah, so oh, police that's... police went to her condo that night to arrest her. Okay, then. Um, but Whitney's no dummy. She just she just didn't answer. Right, because and, they and, don't have probable cause. No, well, at that point, they just went away. But Whitney didn't realize that the police kept one unmarked car out in the parking lot outside of her condo. She's under surveillance is what she is. And later that night, when a pizza was delivered, uh, that's when they got up there and arrested her. Oh, boy. They knew she was there because everybody loves pizza. Yeah, well, yeah. pizza can get you in a lot of trouble. Yep. Whitney's being held on $35,000 bail yep, for that making sounds like, terroristic threats. Yeah, that sounds like yep. a federal building deal is what that is. And she didn't even get to eat the pizza. Oh, I was going to say, what kind of pizza? And was the pizza there in 30 minutes or less? I don't know. These are unanswered questions. And did the cops eat the pizza? I think I would have. I would have confiscated the pizza as evidence, but I would have eaten it after taking photographs. Yeah, it would have been tough not to. Yep. Whitney Jeffries is the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Hi, this is Attorney General Mark Burnovich, or the Burno for you. And my goodness, wasn't that a wonderful story? By the way, did you did you make an award? Did I you went, have an award I, made? I told you I was going to do it. Why? I went and did it for the longest red light. Okay. I don't know where thought, that is yet. I thought we were kidding. No. No, why not? It was reasonably priced. So, all right. All right. So all right. What, did the, what did the guy yesterday say? Yesterday he said 43rd Avenue and Camelback. Yeah, that was 43rd. He said, and he we said were at 44th and Camelback, 44th Street and Camelback. And that was usually a nightmare of red light. But That was a long red light. But he said 43rd Avenue and Camelback was right. like crazy long. Um, but, okay, what's yours? Bell Road. And what? 19th Avenue. 19th Avenue and Bell Road. All right. Well, Bell Road is a, is a tough road to ride yeah. anyway because there's so much stuff going on there. And That's like Thunderbird Road when we come back from Soldier's Best Friend. Yeah. We head there to I-17. Yeah. I don't know that there's any one light that's really horrendously long, but, but there's there are a ton zillion of them. of them. Yeah, there are a ton of them. Um, and, and look, I mean, in the East Valley, 
I don't know. Maybe it's because the East Valley doesn't want to be inconvenienced. Life so is so much better over every, here. Everything seems. <laughs> everything seems. It just seems so pleasant and so happy. But every time I, I, I take a trip to the West Valley, people are just they're pissed. Well, the, I think the lights are longer on the West Side, but maybe I, I, I maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. It just yeah. seems like it's tougher to drive over there. But maybe because so, it's foreign, it's it's more foreign to us. You know, we're maybe, we're more used to things over it's, here. But it's another I, world over there. But we so Mark actually went out and made. A plaque. We got to take a picture, put it up on the Mark and Andrew Paul Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, I guess at some point we're going to have to deem some red light the longest red light in the valley. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Can we with, with that plaque? I don't know what we're going to do with it. Uh, can we put? I'm sure the city will appreciate this. Can we go and fasten it to a light pole or a telephone sure. pole in the I area? How, I don't know how long it'll last. But that's but the thing. Yeah. We'll have a secondary game. It's the longest <laughs> red light in the valley, so you'll have something to read while you're stuck at the red light. Right. Um, but I bet you when we do that, we'll start the clock ticking to see how quickly before it's stolen. We'll, we'll figure out what the longest red light in the valley is, and then everybody will go there. Because that's somewhere where you can be legal. You can download something on your phone while you're sitting there at the light and not be breaking the law. Because you'll be able ah, to grab your phone. Yeah, right? Look at you. We're you keeping, drive, keeping communities safe. Drive is what across we're doing. the valley yeah. to stay legal. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking Good about. Good for you, you optimist, you. What's the longest red light you hit every day? Uh, Grand. 75th Avenue, Grand, and Dunlap. Let me write that one down. Seventy right, Fifth Avenue, Grand, Grand and Dunlop. See, I'll bet. Well, you know, Grand has a lot of multiple That's street intersections. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I I don't know that that counts. It's going to be a weird thing because but, if you're at a red light and there are four other lights that have to you have to cycle through, it's that still does, a, it's, but it's still a red light. I guess. Yeah, but right? I think I think Grand. I think one of those intersections on Grand is now is now going to be the now, favorite to take this thing. Okay, you can't use one. Where you're saying it takes 10 minutes because there's a train. Right, happens. obviously. You know, like yeah. if, if you go there and it's a train every day, just go like five minutes earlier. But yeah. you, you <laughs> right. can't count yeah, the train. Your timing is poor is what's happening there. You can't count the train as something because obviously that's going to make the red light very long. And you can't count, like this happens to me a lot uh, on the motorcycle. If you pull up to a red light, right. uh, sometimes my motorcycle and I together don't weigh enough to trigger the sensor, the ground sensor. Oh, yeah. So you have to wait for a yeah. car to come. That doesn't count either. All right. Uh, and, and it's only straight. I think it's if you're going straight straight not a left lane red light or one of those things where like right. how many times have you pulled up to a light and the light the left lane arrow is red and you didn't pull up early enough so you get to wait through an entire life cycle light cycle see there's yes. some rules here no. okay these are what we would call ground rules because right. we're talking about surface streets ah i see what you did there thank you, you. you're you're kind of a poet So we're actually uh, we got to get uh, Guido to get a picture of the award that you had made for the longest red light in the valley because that is uh, stupid. It's a nice plaque. Is it really? I haven't yeah, seen it yet. I haven't seen handsome. it. Handsome. I haven't seen it. You'd be proud to display it in your den. Well, that's where it's going to end up in somebody's den because it's going to get <laughs> stolen the minute we put it up. I mean, I don't even know that. I I, I would bet. And here's the other thing: we're going to send Guido out to put it up, right? Because we're not going to be able to do it, and <laughs> so. So he goes out and puts it up. I guarantee you, the minute he puts the ladder against a telephone pole, something like that, gonna, the blues are going to come right up. Just, what, yeah. what the hell do you think you're uh, doing, boy? Put it at head height. Yeah, we need to get yeah. uh, we need to get like a city official. Maybe we can call the attorney general and see if we can get a that's right. Yeah, a, a, a waiver. Yeah, something like that. All right, longest red light. Getting off the two hundred two Santan Freeway. At Williamsfield Road to make a right-hand turn. Uh-huh. I live on the other side of town, but my son lives Williamsfield and uh, Wrecker, 
So I take the 202 around, get off at Williamsfield, and it take it's a five-minute light. And there's a you know sign, no right on, on red. And then one day I was going to run it, and I looked around the corner, and guess who was sitting there? Mm, old Smokey. Roscoe P. Coltrane. <laughs> yeah, man. What we got here is a total disrespect for the law. Yep, yep. Can't have that. No. Roscoe P. Coltrane's going to take you in, but that's one. Okay, so that's an east side representative right there. By the way, yeah, uh, we might be out of business already. Why? Uh, we just got a, uh, a an email from Vincent Gigliotti, who is... Uh, well, he is the traffic services superintendent for the city of Phoenix. He says, gentlemen, longtime listener, short answer is no. Do not place your placard on any of our polls. It will be taken down. The reason lights seem longer in Phoenix, east or west side, is that we have a larger volume of traffic. Hmm. So, How do we know he's legit? Well. Does he have the signature yeah, on his email? Yeah, and it's, and, the, and it's an out of phoenix.gov. Really? Address, yeah. We may have been stopped before it began. You know, uh, Vince, if we can call you that. <laughs> first of all, yeah, thank you uh, for thank you for listening to the radio program. Yes, very much. But we know the attorney general, and uh, we think we might be have a <laughs> might have a get out of jail free card. Let's, That's let's, all I'm saying. Okay, here's another intersection. Go ahead. Uh, three forty seven rigs. Okay, three forty seven rigs. If that wins, we're in Pinal County. We're out of that guy's grasp ah, right there. I see you there. We've evaded the long arm of the law. That's right. We're going to be waving at him from the borderline, going. <laughs> 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 All right, so three forty-seven in Riggs. We write that one down too. Yeah. All right, then we might be done. Long? No, we're not done. Longest red light. We'll find it. Over? It's not over until we say That's it's right. over. Blue, Bluto would be ashamed of you. I, I'm, I'm not going to get us in trouble. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get Pretty to work. Sure they're illegal with the free KSLX app. One hundred point seven KSLX.